I find my way to the dressing room and see Wynne. She has her beautiful red hair up in a ponytail and is sporting a schoolgirl miniskirt and a midriff-bearing top. Wynne? A schoolgirl? Seriously? I know, I know, but man, you should see the tips I get when I wear this get-up. I'll be ready in a minute. After a couple of minutes, she emerges from behind the dressing screen wearing sweats, a t-shirt, and a bare face. The real win. I change the topic of conversation. Anything on TradeNet? Bobby has requested a gallon of beets. Buy and Save has offered for $50. And Bobby accepted. Has it gone through Buy and Save's quality control? More clacking from the keyboard. Looks like it has been through quality control, and it will be filled tomorrow. What's the real order for? I take out my notebook from my knapsack. Bobby really needs ten pounds of flour and one pound of yeast. Got it. The clacking of her keys resumes, and she hums a tune to the beat. She really enjoys the hell out of this. <laughs> Dumbasses, Wynne says. If they made a hashing algorithm worth damn... Changing the order might be a challenge. As she continues working, I settle into her bed. The low beats of the music run through me. Voices funnel through to my ears, their owners unaware that I'm listening. I sip my beer, taking notes on my e-tab about all that transpires, waiting to hear something that will give me some insight into the madness taking over my homeland. Most is nothing new, and I'm just about to turn in for the night when a message pops up on my tablet screen. Impressive hacks on TradeNet today, Miss Kelly. Who in the hell is this? Not important. What is important is that I can see what you and your friend are doing. If I can see it, then it won't be long until others find out what it is you're doing. When this isn't funny. This isn't Miss Myers. Be careful, Miss Kelly. I would hate to see your valuable service to the NCS end. Who is this? The message window disappears. I open another session to contact Wynn. Wynn, we got big problems. I make my way behind the bar as Quinn sits down. I say in my best cheery voice, Can I offer you a cold glass of lemonade or maybe a cookie? He growls. The fucking money. Ooh, nice. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Have a bad day today? Do you need a hug? Nothing. Geez, Quinn, I think that tie has cut off the circulation to the personality center of your brain. Another low growl emerges. Could I be getting to him? <laughs> the fucking money. Moral. I lean over the bar and get close to Quinn's face. Or you what? Fuck me up? What would Boss think of you screwing with his best payout? We both know I give you your best revenues. I back up and let out the breath I was holding in. Quinn gives me the stink eye. Anyway, Dad and I concocted this system before I came over. He taught me everything I know. The tablet screen comes on and here is his voice. Not everything you know, little one. Daddy, how are you? Peachy, this drought is killing me. My tractors are broken, and I have a shitload of fence line that needs to be fixed. But enough about me. How are you? And who is that in your bedroom? I regain consciousness in a dimly lit concrete room. 
I'm duct-taped to a chair. The damp cold of the room cutting through my barely-there dress makes me shiver uncontrollably. The only other person in the room is Quinn, also bound to a chair and still unconscious. They must have used a taser to knock us out. My pulse quickens, and I break out in a cold sweat. Okay, Shay, now is not the time to panic. Take a deep breath and center yourself. Inner fucking calm. 